Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. We're at La Cubana, another memorial for Carl. I'm with Matt from Smoking Tire. Embarrassing? Uh, yeah, it's embarrassing because they were just cranking uh, cranking uh, Biggie Smalls and they turned it down so we could podcast from Carl's memorial here at La Cubana. Now that you mention it, I do feel really guilty about that situation. <laughs> right, Should we go outside and yeah. podcast on the street? I said so I would do it Biggie? outside. I said, just get me a high top. I'll, I'll hang out at the uh, the front door and do a podcast. Are we supposed to like, draw a crowd over uh, here or well, something? What are we I got? don't know because now they're all looking at us from afar. They were all dancing at Biggie Smalls. There, there were girls <laughs> Mike, get on Mike. How crazy was that? Vic, help us. Hey, Vic. <laughs> they just turned off Biggie Vic. Small so we could do this dumb podcast. How do you follow Hypnotize? <laughs> <laughs> from, from the corner. From the corner. And, and now the edibles have really fucking kicked in, and now we're in La Cubana. Have you uh, guys cut a little more of the jello slices off? I love then? it when you call me Big Papa. Yeah. yeah. They've sampled between the sheets by the Isley Brothers. Oh. oh, there you go. And then they were playing the next one, I think, is Hypnotize. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Hey, let me. So let me set this up. There's, Maybe there's pictures of Carl all over the place. That's just fucking bringing me to tears. The one, the one there's got like a halo on it. Yeah, it's it does. It, it has special. It, 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 it looks it, like a shrine. It's a little shrine. No, the shrine is behind the bar. No, there's the a shrine upstairs the in the kitchen. So oh, really? Th that's what I mean by there's pictures all over the place. So oh. the one to the right of the bar of Carl will bring you to tears because there's like special lights on that. Then upstairs is a shrine to Carl with the bump box, by the way. And what happened when you were looking at the shrine? Boombox. Oh, the lights went out. <laughs> they brought back some Biggie. They were like, yo, Opie, fuck off. We're playing Biggie again. <laughs> fuck your digital media copyright act. I don't blame him. <laughs> Look, the guy didn't realize that. He turned the music off, so now the music's back on. Will you tell that guy? I don't want I don't want them to. Uh, we got poltergeist electrical shit going through the whole yeah, building. Yeah, we did. Yeah, the lights went out. Me and Stunt Brain were standing right there. Yeah. And the lights went out, and then Mario went over to open up the fuse box, and before he could hit the switch, they came back on. Really? Yeah, and, oh, and he said, he said that stuff's been going on all week. Bro, like, this is what happens when Carl sleeps in the bar. He fucking haunts <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I came to do your podcast, or when, when the shared show we yeah, did? Yeah. The show was like 11.30 a.m. or yeah. noon or something. Yeah. And I come in, and I see Nico at the bar over there, and I go, hey, is, is Carl here yet? You know, if he's busy, I don't want to bother. I'm on this setup, and he goes, "Define busy," <laughs> <laughs> and he leads me to what I later learned is booth 73, 76, booth 76 yeah. in the back corner, and yeah. Carl is a fucking sleep. <laughs> Booth seventy six. <laughs> he uh, he slept all over this joint. Yeah, so he's haunting this bitch now. So, but <laughs> there's a shrine forever. upstairs in the kitchen, and, and the yes. lights actually went out as you were looking at. Yeah, boombox, Charleston chew, right? Shot of beam, glass yeah. of Kool Aid, yeah, uh, some candles, yeah. Uh, what else? Some cards from people. Oh yeah, cards that people have sent. A hat, of course, that says "Daddy." So <laughs> camo camo hat that said daddy. Right. There's the video feed on loop. Look, there's you. I see. In a fucking button down. Uh, I see. With Guy now, Fieri and Alex Garcelli. Guy Fieri with his button down. I, I think I was trying to save my job, actually, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to work with a collared <laughs> shirt on. 
<laughs> this that had nothing was, to do with the radio show. No, trust that me. bit of radio though that's up there with Guy and Alex going to show that yeah. is an oh, here's incredible Nick. couple hours. Of yeah, radio. absolutely. Here, here's Nick, Nick Solaris. Nick, so, so Mike, Nicky. I guess they're going to just turn the music even louder. No, no, no. I told Nico they're going to turn it down in one minute. The DJ's a little like, oh, I was told to play music. Right. Nico's going to tell him to turn it down. Oh, all right. Nick did a great job on the two memorial shows we did for Carl at um, Gephardt's. My God. Well, I'm very funny. They they Nick, were funny. They were Nick's sad. Instagram they were also rules. They were by deep. The way. I like Nick's yeah. Carl a, a oh my God! You look exactly like him if well, he shaved I'm his fucking beard off. Pants. Wait, what Doesn't, the hell? Why are you look like Carl? Yeah, you a look beard? like That's Carl. So weird. You want to see a picture of him? Yeah, get on mic there, Nick Solaris. See this? I, I got the shirt going. That's fantastic. This is great. Shirt. We're talking about visual stuff for the radio. Uh, I love it. What are you do? Really cut, I'm also fighting with uh, Biggie Smalls. We've also got copyrighted music playing. I know. Can you imagine <laughs> they're having a celebration of Carl's life and they have the audacity to play music on <laughs> <laughs> podcast? Right. Well, I said I would do it outside, Nick. This isn't my well, fault I'm, this time. I said, just set me up a, on a high top outside and you I guys can play Biggie you. Smalls and all the music you want inside. I get it. I'm not stupid. I can't tell you how many times I heard, whatever you want, Ope, whatever you want. I go, well, what I want is a high top outside because I know it's not going to go Can as I, planned. Why don't we, what is stopping us from physically picking up this unit Nothing. and doing that? Let's go. Come what on. Unit? Everyone grab a gather, I, I Gather got, the unit. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're we're, here? we're picking up all this our. This is like when you used to go to broadcast across. You know, the yeah, and you, yeah, said, yeah. you said he was useless. Yeah. Oh, okay. but you said he was useless. Well, he was very good at carrying stuff. He had one job to turn the music down. And he can't figure it out. It's, it's exactly and, and he's NYPD. Just fucking say it again. Listen, they're only used to stitching stay people together. up. All right, now like we're those tourists wow. who ride Jeff the bikes. Like you guys are really looking pretty tied together over there. Jeff, come join us outside. Somehow, I don't think the Beatles recorded their albums this way. Now we're outside. Is it possible to kill outdoor speakers only? Can you kill the outdoor speakers? All right, now we're going to this high top on the sidewalk. This is what I wanted to begin with. We're so close to greatness. Uh, We're right. outdoors. We can hit the pen out here. Nobody cares. Right. Except that and the music is gone. Right. It's ganja. Would you like some? It's ganja. We also did when edibles in no, no, English. It's, it's CBD. It's CBD. CBD, right. Yeah, of course. For, for the bad joints. Nick, we were at Gephardt's, and he had a tin of edibles. He, he opened it up to Not offer. Anymore. It all melted together because he was in a hot I car. It in a hot car and it so it's a, one it giant edible. Shot of there were ganja. 20 gummy bears who are now congealed together. <laughs> what, what do you call a flock of bears? So now we've been taking a knife to it and, and hoping that we're figuring out the dosage. <laughs> Doing little like, This is like something out of Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Being out on the street right now, the smells and yeah. stuff is going by. It's, this it's is nice. Crazy. Listen, it, 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 I don't know how... <laughs> what? Really? Oh, it's consumed. Wait, 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 wait! Get on mic for a second, Vic. That was a hundred milligrams, Look buddy. Nice. Wasn't just me. But Reason, but it's baby. it's totally gone. Well, once you start peeling it, I was telling you, I was telling it. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, Mo, Mo and I were talking inside. I'm like, it's like when you get that label off the lighter perfectly, oh, like when you pull right. it. Yeah. So once you got it around the tin, and then the whole bottom came off, and oh, you had nice. a little last pancake. I was thinking more of peeling places. the skin off the bottom of your foot and getting a nice. Either big way, piece. yeah. Either right. way, no blood. No, no. It just comes right off, and it doesn't hurt to walk Correct. afterwards. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Oh come on, we figured something. NBA about. basketball. What? What? Mike gets it. Thank you, what? Mike. I, the, the whole China Hong Kong controversy. Oh, that was. <laughs> they were Chinese people. Oh, you were. 
that was the thing. Great. Great. What's, What's up with these? Shrub, shrub. Oh, look at that. Some, some pork. This is the buffet. So we're we're at Carl's Memorial, and it's all it's all the foods that I guess Carl liked to eat because it's it's a lot of weird There's stuff. There's no hot dogs on there, so it's on all the foods. Oh, no, there is hot dogs. There is hot dogs. He just blew off the hot dogs. Yeah, but what about the food, Vic? <laughs> this is a watch that Carl gave me on my birthday. Now, to all the, for all intents and purposes, okay, yes, it's just a very average looking. But the thing about this watch, it was like the first one that had this plastic strap, which is the most uncomfortable thing ever made. <laughs> like, it is like, it's like an S&M device for your It's a, it's a your very wrist. funny watch for Carl to give you. So, how did he end up, it's a, who is knows? That a, is that a fucking Iron Man? No, no, it is a, uh, it's a Seiko, and you know how much he loves Seikos. Well, this is really weird. So, it's a, it's a, it's a Seiko yeah, quartz with a day date from the So, I, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't wear a watch. He goes, take it, don't ever sell it. I go, well, it's probably worthless, Carl, so I probably <laughs> won't sell it because yeah. what am I going to get for it? Yeah. But I took it into the... It, it, so the story is that I didn't... I never wear it. When I got the call that Carl had died, I picked it up and it it was stopped at exactly a different time than he wow. died at. And a different day too. So it had nothing to do with each other. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the battery changed, right? And I took it in. And now it works. And the guy took the thing off and he, go, he looked at me and he goes... This is a really nice watch. I go, really? Because I go, it, it seems like it's just an average. He goes, no, apparently there's something else. You know more about it. There's something about it? Well, well it's he, a quartz day-date movement. I mean, it, he it's... He was just very impressed with the craftsmanship inside. Now, Seiko supposedly make their own mechanisms. They do. Them, They're right? a vertically so, integrated company. And it was probably one of the first ones. Nerd so talk. it was probably, you Nerd know, talk. Nerd he, Sorry, Nerd talk. The whole... Just keep eating this. So funny, man. Carl <laughs> advised me on watches a lot. He, he advised me to buy a watch that I bought. Yeah. And when I got it, it didn't work right. Well, it turned out it was a, an original case with a bunk movement in it. The movement was junk. Carl literally took the watch off my wrist. You were there. Yeah. He took it off my wrist. I remember this. He said, no, you're not taking this. And he gave me a very rare Japanese carbon fiber and titanium G-Shock instead and he, he from he told me he smashed the Seiko because I don't know what he really did with it, but like he, he sold it on China's. He, <laughs> <sold it. laughs> he, he was. Sold it. <laughs> but, but yeah. No, Where do you think all those Rolexes they sell in Chinatown came from? Right. <laughs> oh my God. But, wow. But yeah. No. He was my watch consigliere. Give uh, Give the mic to Freddie. Freddie. Uh, what, what did he say? He's Freddy trying. He, he Freddie He's trying. Yeah, he's trying to stay away from microphones. Can I beat Nick with it. Yeah, you can beat <laughs> Nick with it if you can reach me. This is Freddie. So this is my first day meeting Sherrod, Nick, Mike Sappho, and Stuntbrain. Yeah. But we all know each. But we all know each other. It's so, it's so weird, right? And, and Freddie. And Freddie as well. Who owns La Cubana? <laughs> what do you got to say about Carl there, Freddie? I was in Mexico at a hotel, California. Nick, could you shut up? Thank you. Seriously, go get Brian. I can make Nick show up. Shut the fuck up. Stop mumbling. Speak up. You're on the radio. Come on. Get Brian. And we're going to hear a beating on the radio. Stop already. You need to, like, once in a while take a breath and let someone else speak. It's called communicating. Wow. It's getting a little real here. What do you want to say about Carl? You know I loved him, right? Right. Right. He talked about me more than I wanted him to. This cocksucker talked about me way more than I wanted. <laughs> right. Brian, if Nick says something, just like slam him. Thank you. Sherrod, you done eating? Good morning, nigga. If you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fucking, it's not a fucking picnic, motherfucker. It's like a fucking memorial. It's a fucking memorial. Think about Carl. No one yeah. wants to dress like him. 
Just so you know. Right. If your memory of Carl is, I want to dress like Carl, you're a fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> the truth of the matter is, there's. I literally was thinking, I swear, I just thought you I was like, I got to say something. Oh, so boy. I was like, and yeah. I thought about like dressing like in some way that would like uh, respect uh, Carl, be interesting. And I thought, there's no. F- I'd have to go to Miami and beat a homeless man. And I didn't have time to get back and forth. I would have, but I didn't have time. He took su- such joy in getting you mad because he dressed like like that in, in big, huge, important meetings. Exactly. <laughs> no, honestly, I brought Carl to more fucking meetings. What? I, know. All right. I, I brought... What the fuck am I in? I've been on You're good. Let's like, go. I've actually been on a grand jury. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Both one, one on each side. No, no, I read a statement. <laughs> oh my God, Nick is crazy. Oh God. Holy What's shit, going on you're here? nuts. Shots of Jim Beam have arrived. All right, go ahead, Freddie. Continue, please. No, but one, Shots of Jim Beam now. I don't drink that. Outside uh, La Cabana. That's uh, Manny Rock hugging Freddie. I guess I'll just uh, paint the picture as this podcast goes off the rails. What's up, Manny? How are you? What's going on, brother? Uh, Freddie's in the middle of, I don't know, telling a story, I think. So how he dressed, Carl. Carl and the crazy literally dressed like a wacky homeless person from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> like the shit this motherfucker wore, no one else would wear. Right. But he made and it look good. And he was good. proud of it. Yeah. No, no. They were, they, he didn't make it look good. <laughs> like, that's a fucking myth. Just so you know, we all love Carl so much that we actually said, all right, this looks okay with it. But it looked like he was a fucking homeless man. Like, wow. Rain Man. <laughs> he looked dressed like Rain Man. Seriously. But if Rain Man was a juggalo. The best thing he ever wore was when he wore the costumes. They were a step up. Yeah. When he wore the rabbit costume. Oh, the fur coat. Yeah, yeah, that was like the best thing he ever wore. Everything else was a fucking disaster. I just I literally just got this message on Instagram right now. Yeah. I had one of the best dinners of my life at La Cubana and I had the pleasure of meeting Carl who was at the bar on our way out. It was very brief, but the interaction left an impression. The way his face lit up when we exclaimed the meal was fantastic. I could feel the passion with his electric smile and sincere, humble, thank you, glad you came in and enjoyed. She's lying. That wasn't Carl. <laughs> that was probably Mario. That was the right. I've Just, got, you know, like, Carl's attention like span didn't last that long. <laughs> no. He barely sat at my table. There's no fucking way that was Carl. He I gave a lot, of, a lot of nice notes and, about Carl. And Mario, who's the chef now here at La Cabana, who I... Microphone, microphone. Who, who, who worked with Carl. Such a celebrity, yeah. Yeah. We're the hottest. <laughs> it's I saw I saw a whole crowd of uh, convicts walk in the front door of La Cabana. Well, actually, there was, funny you said, there was Carl, a lot of Carl's scary dudes. Like a, Carl's got a ton of fives in there right now. Yeah. He's got about four ex-girlfriends walking around. Oh, really? <laughs> all, all, Hold all. on. Is there one under the... T- oh, no, she's not it's here. He's got, here. He's got right? like four, four ex-girlfriends walking around, and yeah. they're all the only one. They're all the only one. <laughs> right, it's fucking right. amazing. I said, Carl, what's going on with these? He'd bring girls by. And I'm like, yo, you got a girl at the bar. I'm like, fuck, all right, I'm going to go out the back. Yeah. He come out the back. She's outside smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, Carl, is that that's her? That's not the model chick from fucking the other night. He's like, no, listen, chef, fives, all right? Because if you get a five and treat her like a ten, you're guaranteed, <laughs> you're guaranteed a good night. So what what's the food at the memorial? I saw there's a lot of weird stuff. It's all the stuff what Carl liked to eat. Dude, we did Carl's favorites. I was putting a menu together and we were like, all right, we'll do fucking skirt steak and and all this other crazy shit. And I was like, no, fucking last night I called Tiffany, our events person, and said, listen, we're doing fucking hot dogs. Whole roasted pig, mozzarella sticks, all the shit, you know, that Carl will go out and have and, and fucking love. 
Do we and pay for this shit? Or dude, we, we didn't pay for a fucking thing, Freddie. Everything <laughs> fucking. <laughs> we didn't pay for a fucking I mean, let's thing. Not, let's not stroke each other. Like, this is a, I love Carl, but fuck him, he's dead. I mean, fucking poor now. No, Carl would like that. To be honest with you, Carl didn't give a fuck about anything. Right. Except he loved life. Yes, 100%. To be honest with you, fuck all this bullshit, Nick, especially yours. Yeah. Fuck everything. Yeah. Here's the Carl Ruiz, the only motherfucker that actually <laughs> lived life and only loved life. And everyone he touched, every fucking person he met, including me, every person he met, he immediately made a friend. It's amazing. The fucking guy had the yeah. craziest quality. To the Carl. Yeah. Carl Ruiz. Very nice. Cheers. A couple of shots of Jim Beam. Yeah. Well, Freddie, what were you telling me on the phone? You got to repeat that about how Carl uh, was figuring out how long he was going to live. Yeah, he actually, his math, because he's Cuban, his math was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we had a different Freddy system. Said, it's a metric system. Freddie said it was, it was a different him. system yeah. of math that we use in Cuba. In a million fucking years. I think we skipped threes and we skipped six. Freddie said so. to me, he goes, you know, Carl, Carl knew he was going to die young. He was thinking maybe 60 and then he would tap Freddy's, out. Yeah. But his math was off. Is yeah, what was Freddie said. Yeah. We, we were in this restaurant two weeks, two weeks before he died. With yeah. Brian. Him and just him and I. In the restaurant at the bar, and we might have had a few drinks, and we're might have, might have, right? We're dancing to Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack for two fucking hours, and literally dancing together. And he says, "Like, this is love. This is what life's about." I'm like, "Yeah, this is what life's about." He's like, "Yeah, we understand. This is what life's about. I want to live life, motherfucker. Live life. Unfortunately, yeah. his back was fucked up." Yeah. That's but guess what? All our math is fucked up because the re- reality is, until like someone tells you to fucking put a bullet in someone's head, it's not up to any of us. Right. It's whenever it is. Most of our math's wrong the other way. That's a hell of an analogy. <laughs> Most of our math is wrong <laughs> in, a, in a more conservative direction. Somebody's willing to like put a bullet in your head. It's when it's going to happen, and the reality is. And, and the, the truth of the matter is, no one would be here. If it was just some fucking stumble bum yeah. who was at fucking Starbucks drinking a latte, espresso, whatever the fuck. I hate that drink. large Starbucks right. in the corner. No one loves it. What do you $75 latte. You are so bullshit. $75 latte. Nick, you sure hey. we hope people come for your thing? Nick is like, I hope I die soon so that people will come to my thing. The reality is... He should die tonight and then he'll have a a good crowd. The reality is it's because of Carl. People here for Carl. Right? This is... There's no memorial. There's nothing I can say. Yeah. I'm going to say... Fucking Tiffany wrote me a stupid speech. Shut up and pick a There's nothing I can say. Yeah. Everybody that's here is here because of Carl. Yeah, no one... Yeah, right. I got a Nothing bunch of needs to be like said, I didn't really. Know before I got like fr- a new friend. Listen, yeah, and I think friends. that's what Carl did the best. Carl brought different people that would never be together. Yeah, right. Fucking together. Yo, it's so hard to and make friends. And we're instantly adult? fucking best friends. <laughs> I'm 37. I don't like make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good. <goodness. laughs> yeah. This motherfucker's 37. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't make friends at 37. I know it's terrible. No, he said it. I'm just laughing. But I made, I got a lot right, of new like friends to hang out with. Of, of course, crazy. I tell you, down down in Miami at the services, there was probably about, I want to say, an easy two hundred people standing in one yeah. room, all meeting each other for the first time, all with the common story, right? All with the same fucking crazy yeah. ass Carl Reese story 
that everybody heard for the first time. Hey, Mario, what's going on in the kitchen? So there's a shrine in the kitchen, right? And Vic Henley and Stump Brain were looking at the shrine, and all the lights went off in the kitchen. What's, what's it that? was fucking weird, Opie. It was fucking. Listen, I've had two weird fucking weeks going by. Right. What other and, stuff uh, is happening? We're we're Latino as fuck. I mean, we're Cuban and Puerto Rican and eighty. Yeah. Fucking Mexicans and yeah. Wait, one I second, came Mario, back. stop already. Go. We don't need like Cuban, Puerto Rican, Mexicans. We already have no bullshit. So there's a <laughs> fucking hole fucking in the kitchen. And, his whole shit. and we got stop. candles Mario's lit up. Like, yeah, we, we got like, three Mexicans. Up. I picked up at Home Depot. Shrine in the kitchen. Okay, that's great. That's exactly what we have. Side of Seven Eleven. Exactly what we have in the kitchen. Opie, just one thing. I want my wife is here, so and she hated Carl. She had the voodoo doll. Did I like him keeping my husband out late hours? No. Do yeah. I think he's gonna reincarnate as my child? Yes. Oh. Oh. I told you that. I told you. I was like, this fucker just wanted to be our if kid. He comes out with a hat on and, and those glasses. You're in trouble, Freddie. <laughs> he comes out bald. I if know. his pinky is up in the air when he comes out, that's 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 everything oh right there. It just you know, if if somehow. Our child looks like Carl. I'm gonna have to kill his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't kill Carl, so I'm gonna have to like do something. Oh worse. my god! Maybe his whole family, mom, dad, everybody. Why are you not coming after me? This one. Well, I mean, I know <laughs> we're at a memorial, but this got fucking dark, man. Yeah, it's it's gotten a little it's dark. Gone downhill a little fast. dark. A little dark. No, I didn't mean it like that. Fuck. <laughs> no, it's just. <laughs> Oh, wow. No, he didn't mean it that way. No, I meant murder dark. Yeah, not yeah, black no. people dark. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Shit, I'm sensitive about that, damn. So we set up we set up a shrine. I brought, you know, Vic came up. Tim Tim came up there, and they're looking at the shrine. And All the out of nowhere, out. first time in fucking seven months, the lights shut off. The whole second floor. That's between pink on it. The whole second floor, the lights shut off. Like, like, seriously, don't make this into spiritual shit. You don't like spiritual like, shit? Like, You're not a fan of spiritual shit. more like Chucky yeah. shit, though. What's going on, Nico? Hello, Nico? Hi, it's me, Nico. Yes. Who's a, who's a, he's a star of the podcast. Oh, a, the, the women love Nico. I know, I, I've, got, I've got people coming here and Nico, say, hi, hey, Nico, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for the mic. Bye. Nico's out. How you doing with, the, with everything, man? This is the first time I've seen you since uh, Carl's passing. I know it well. You know, I mean, we're, we're doing this as, as well as we can, I guess. Right. You know, we're, we're keeping the roozing up and... Uh, and uh, we we keep on going for him. Uh, give the mic to Matty Rock. Matty Rock Matty, hung Matty out Rock. with Carl uh, a lot. I can't tell you how much we all miss him. That fucking incessant booing. Boo. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Everyone to boo for Carl, man. Boo. Boo. Oh my God. Man, I love you, bro. You lived life on the way you wanted to live your life. Uh, you touched every single person that you came in contact with. A lot of touching a hot chick she came in contact with this. Yeah. Carl never banged or, th- a hot chick. or three times. <laughs> or th- you know, that's, that's not true. No, Carl's, honestly, Carl's I, math I is five twos equals done. a ten. Carl's true. math. Hey, Maddie, I just had a ten. Really? I just had five twos. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> that, 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 would, that, would, that, would be, that would be a Carl just, you know, if you, want, if you want to know what Carl banged, go inside and look at the shit that's in the fucking restaurant. Freddie, so there's not a lot of lookers in La Cabana right now? I love Carl, but the shit that Carl would like sit there at the bar, and the more he drank, the the fucking nicer they looked. And he'd be like, "Oh, you don't look at this girl." I'm like, "I can't look at this. Girl. She's got all her limbs." He's like, "I'm, yo, know, I'm gonna go home with this." I'm like, mm-hmm. "If you don't go home with it, this thing doesn't have anything where to go." 
that's out of the barn. Yeah. That uh, that led up to a couple of famous extraction missions. What Carl thought looked good the night before was a 6 a.m. call for. When he said he was introducing me to Tank, the pig farmer, I thought that was his like dating service. Right. Remember Tank? I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was like, oh, Tank's bringing me pigs. Right. Turn it. Yeah. You thought it was women. All right, now we're just taking pictures during the podcast. Yeah, but you know what? Oh, That's like, wonderful. You asked me what was going on in the kitchen. And 100% what's going on in this kitchen is everybody just reliving what Carl has taught us. Right. Whether it was how to plate a salad, whether it was how to create you know, the, the, a plate that he had when he was a kid. Carl did a great job of making sure that our menu was a true traditional menu. There's nothing with some fucking stupid mango salsa on it or anything like that. Carl was Carl was the type of cat where he was either going to have a fucking hot dog or a $500 fucking Oh, French we all know meal. that, man. And there was no in between. And what he did upstairs in the kitchen was make sure that we made the same food every single time. Right. He came in every day and, and had a plate... Every- I think Freddie's a vegetarian. I just want to share that with everybody. <laughs> Freddie came in. I think he wants a kale salad. But, but no, bullshit. He came in every day and had a fucking white rice with two fried eggs and a plate of fucking tostones. Nice. Every Three single day. Good for you, Freddie. <laughs> I'm on Freddie's side. Hey, wait, let me tell some funny stories. Because to be honest with you, who gives a fuck about the food? The, yeah. The, the restaurant's open. You want to come eat food? <laughs> right, right, right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Can I print that? I like the, to go the tin is gone. I, I was just delivered an empty tin. That's the edibles from earlier. That I told you. I told you. Come on. That took a lot of work. That took like a, you know that little metal part on your fingernail clippers, the file that you hardly use. Perfect tool. Perfect tool to scrape the edibles. I, I'm wondering who ate all of the edibles. I think we found out. All right. All right, we got a story from Freddie. Uh, not the funniest, one of the funniest call stories. And by the way, Carl was an incredible chef. And, and literally, I always called him like the idiot savant. Like, he had like 10 minutes of genius and could, like 50 minutes of retardedness. It was amazing. <laughs> like, you'd sit with him and he'd be a fucking retard. And then 10 minutes, he'd say something that you would be like, oh my God, this motherfucker knows what he's saying. So we were in Brooklyn one night. Yes or not? Yes. Yes, we're at some place which you name nameless. Yeah, we're not gonna say where we were. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. And it wasn't me. We were all drinking, and one of Carl's friends got literally fucked up crazy. So the guy is literally laid out on the curb, and me, being a good Samaritan I am, I pick him up. I'm like, it's smack in the face. I'm like, listen, brother, you need to like straighten the fuck up and you need to get you an Uber. And calls there, he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I got this. So she's with me. So I pick him up and I literally, 350 fucking pounds of this fat bastard. I pick him up and we call an Uber. Yep. And the Uber shows up and we, like a fucking bag of shit, we throw him in the Uber. And I think everything's cool. I'm like, oh, this is great. We got the fat fucking Uber. It's wonderful. <laughs> And He's then, <laughs> no bullshit. And then the neighborhood fucking watch shows up. Wow. Legit. Two, legit. No bullshit, right? No bullshit. Two Brooklyn fucking Puerto yeah, two fucking Puerto Ricans. <laughs> two skinny fucking Puerto Ricans who are like supposedly in charge of like watching neighborhood show up and they're like, 
what's going on here? I'm like, nothing. We're like, good. Well, what's, um, we're all good. Don't worry about it. He's <laughs> like, well, I need to know. I'm like, no, you don't need to know. Just like, we're all good. We got the fat guy in the car. Everything's cool. Don't worry about it. He's like, well, you don't understand. I need to know. I'm the neighborhood watch. I'm like, I don't really give a f- <laughs> right around, I swear my life. Yeah, I told him to turn around and go back inside now. Yeah, like, he, he listen, didn't want to leave. Let this go. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about this. He's like, no, you don't understand. This is my neighborhood. I said, listen, I didn't even want to come to Brooklyn. Fucking call. <laughs> swear my life. And he's like, you need to come to Brooklyn to come to my friend's restaurant. This motherfucker takes me to the restaurant. Now gets me some fat fuck who's out of his mind. And now we're in Brooklyn, and these two fucking douchebags. Whatever are they were. And they're like, oh no, you need to understand. I need to know what's going on. I'm like, yeah, no, no, you don't. We're done. Just like back up. I got the fat guy in the car. Yeah. It's Everyone's over. safe. That's amazing. <laughs> and then he gets in my face. Yeah, and well. And then it all goes to shit. <laughs> right. And then I punched him. Then I grabbed him brawl. by his throat. And now I'm fighting him, right? Literally, two against one. Yep. No bullshit. No bullshit. You know me, Tito, right? I'm fucking, I hit him, but it's, I'm fighting him in the street. It's me, and then she jumps in. Yes. And she's like, between us, and then after the whole fight's over. <laughs> Like it all breaks up because someone says, I'm calling the cops. There's the way to break up a fight. Yeah, you know? really like, quickly. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> and at the end of the fight, I'm looking behind me. I'm like, where the fuck is Carl? <laughs> like, where the fuck is he? Because it was three of us, three on two. Two, me, me yeah. and two. I'm and stomping. I'm and punching. I'm, I'm hitting dragging. the guy, Bubba, And we're looking. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck did this guy go? We, we turn around, literally, we turn around. Street. No, he's walking across the street like, hey, guys, <laughs> Carl, where the fuck did you go? We just had a brawl in the middle of the street. I was at the bar. He's still holding a shot. He came out with his shot to say what's up. What's going on? What's going on? Literally, yeah. Fred, literally, you got everything under control, right? My ear hurts. Someone, in, like, Carl, My ear hurts. <laughs> my ear hurts. My ear hurts. <laughs> he literally said he studied fighting. Yeah. It's retreat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I run. I'm like, and no bullshit. He ran across the street. We actually thought he was involved with us. We thought it was like us. It was us against the world. And then we realized it's really just Fred and I throwing down on some other dudes. And Carl Great. comes across. The I love that. His pinkies no. up, Tiffany throwing down. Carl's in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love him. That's absolutely awesome. That's a great story, Fred. Yeah, I mean, it was always an adventure hanging out with Carl, right? It was always an adventure. And you've had some adventures, Freddie. I'm not going to lie. Always an adventure. <laughs> always. A, he gave you new adventures, right? Whether you wanted it or not. Of course. It was always exciting. You weren't going to have a boring night if you were hanging out with Carl. Where's Vic, Vic Henley's uh, socializing Vic over Vic Henley ate the entire tin. He's like, he's flying on the moon right now. Oh, what's up, uh, Vic? How you doing? I'm roaming we, the sidewalks. We've determined... How many, how many milligrams is Vic in by now? We're, we, he ate the whole thing. We really believe no, you ate a lot of this. Half, at least. You ate half? half? Hopefully. Nice. He's Hopefully. counting the tin. He didn't nice. eat the tin. No, you, 50's a good number. I don't, I don't even care. take on an international flight I don't when even, I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you mean when you fly to New York? Uh, hey, yes. ho. Right away, Vic, I'm yes. going to go inside. Tell them about how you set me up in West Palm Beach with my entire family. 
And what? I was standing outside oh, the comedy God. club. Oh, God. I didn't what? set you up. Literally, <laughs> I'm standing outside the comedy club yeah. with my whole I'm fucking gonna, family. Oh, I'm never going to live Oh, really? You're never going to live I got two of the five of you in. I got two of the five of you in. It's always a good thing. You I told him. The rest didn't get the The rest didn't get, no, but Theo, I You got two out of five in? He wanted to. That's not good. No, after I bragged. After I bragged. I fucking family. I'll get your whole family in. No problem. No, no. I didn't give a fuck. I would have bought tickets. Definition of shitting family. the bed. Definition right. of yes, totally. And then he comes I'm up on with some bullshit excuse. It's not that no they bullshit. They gave the no. tickets to some other grease ball. They did. They gave them. <laughs> Which they did. That wasn't a fucking story. Did they, no, they carry the table in like no, no, no. this? No, no. You should have gone to the he's back. Like, door. Oh, I gave those tickets to John Gotti. You were like, no. Oh, he I'm said, sorry. Oh, Whoa. He said, Pete, there's a, this is, I'm from LA. That's a fucking hardcore. Just name you know, drop. Vic, thank you very much. <laughs> no, I know, to this right. day, I, I'm uh, so happy Carl introduced me. Thank you, Freddie. I appreciate it, man. Freddie, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Freddie basically Thank told you, me Freddie. just to get my shine box. Basically, he just told me to get my shine radio. box. Right, right. Uh, funeral. Freddie is uh, a fucking... He's a one of a kind. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm gonna, he's never going to... I did screw him up bad, too. It was Theo Vaughn. Well, explain the whole story now. He, I only uh, got pieces like of this. over his kid. No, no. Was, he was, uh, Theo Vaughn was at the improv down in Miami or the one near where Freddie lives, West Palm or somewhere. Yeah. And so Carl... Yeah. Somehow or another, leading up to it, uh, goes, well, he, we know him from the show. Oh, he was on with Opie and Henley and Sherrod and all of us. We can fucking Henley can hook you up. He's probably got him in his phone. So I sent him a message. I'm like, can I get five for whatever? Because his son's really one. He's the whole time he's really being going. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm going somewhere with my wife, and not one of the sons is married. A dog, but there's five of them. And so I send it to. Uh, I go, Carl. What's Freddie's last name? And Carl goes. Genovese, which is not. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. It's Smith. His last name is Smith. So I'm going, so I'm going, Theo, Henley. I sent him a text. I'm like, Carl, you know, that guy he's working with, they're opening a restaurant thing. He goes, I got it, no problem. So then, so Freddie's out front of the club. He's calling my phone. There's no, he goes, there's not, there ain't, there's not under my name. uh, And I, and I'm, I'm Carl. He goes, Carl's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, that's not, you didn't know I was fucking with his last name. <laughs> he goes, I thought you knew his last name. And I'm like, I've met him three or four times with you, but I never knew his last name. Yeah. I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, my God. So so now I got to tell, I go, go ask for Genovese. <laughs> go to the will call and say that. <laughs> so then he's shitting on me. He, I mean, he's like, you fucking prick. He's shitting on me. He's like, there's no goddamn way. This is bullshit. You've just fucked this up. I'm not sure you even know Theo. <laughs> you know, he's shitting on me. We're there in front of the place. Everybody's going in. Everybody's going in. Wow. And he goes, at this point, I don't really care. Um... I go, look. So I finally get Theo. I called him directly. And he goes, it's too late now, buddy. There. He goes, maybe two. And so I go, the two sons that are fans, get them in. And he goes, Freddie, I'll, Freddie goes, I'll go to dinner with my wife. Fuck you. You're a dick. I'll never trust you again. <laughs> but the two, the two sons did get to go see the show. Yeah, and they had a good time. But it was all Freddie, rude he may, he Carl make it out the Oh, Jesus. It's just. And then when I told Freddie, he's like, bullshit. You're just lying. You forgot. Right. I'm like, I did not forget. I was hoping this would go a little more smoothly, but no one knows what's going on in there. We came outside. I'm glad you got him to talk. Oh boy, yes. He stink out you for a minute. I think in terms of how dare you walk out. He knew it was because of the music. Oh yeah, yeah. We couldn't. But for a second, when he was first circling, I'm like, he was 
I've been I've been trying to get Freddie on this podcast since we started <laughs> with about. Carl, and he's like, nope, oh, no. Nope. Very... But then he finally texts me, and he goes, for Carl, I'll come on your podcast. And okay, he just should, crushed okay, it. Maybe you should story. go inside and channel oh, old Opie Let and me. line up all of Carl's ex-girlfriends in chronological They're order. in there. I can help. <laughs> I can help. They're in there. I can help with this. It's called stacking. I can it's help with this. I'm not, I'm not air traffic control terms called stacking. I'm not going to lie to you. One came up to me and said, I, I was dating Carl the last six months of his life. Yeah, they all. Everyone right, you were there. Everyone Mike was there to back she me up. She walked over and gave you a gift. And she goes, um, I don't know if you know me. And Ops like, no, I, I know you. How are you? And she goes, yeah, I, I've been dating him the last six months. Yeah, they all. And we just, we just looked at him. I pretty much talked that? to Carl every day. Oh, he never no, mentioned you. <laughs> and listen, now that he's I just nod in my head like, okay, because Vic... Well, I told you he would. Yeah, yeah. I've said this before, and this, I'm sure this was on the two previous podcasts with us. But he would. One of them fell for the joke. Was like, I go, you're my favorite, and then she would go to Carl and go, I'm his favorite. He goes, that just means there's a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> go home. And then he'd yell at him, scream. He'd scream like, go home or something. Well, he made the mistake of bringing a date to my wedding, right? Which, you know, he probably felt like he needed to do because he didn't know anybody and whatever. But like. He dressed up for that. He looked good at that wedding. Oh, I my think. God. He looked great. He yeah. dressed up. He looked he, no, great. No, he looked like a regular And person. not only that, was he, he was a <laughs> rock star. Of The second he got there, she became. And Nell, if you're out there, you were the sweetest. And you were a sport. And I respect the fucking I love shit Mel. out of you, Nell. Yeah. Nell. It was great. Yeah. But the second Carl got to the wedding... Nell was invisible, and he was fucking Mondo Carl. And he, <laughs> and he went out and he turned the food into other I'm food. Snorting. He danced with everybody. He got behind the bar. When we, I mean, he was the fucking king of my wedding. It was he was Vince Vaughn in Wedding Crasher. Oh, oh wow! He right. was he was on fucking point. And then we get to the hotel bar, and he orders three hundred dollars worth of Domino's to the hotel bar for everybody. And then people were like, but you're this famous Food Network chef. What the, what's with the, and he did like a 20 minutes on how, how Domino's is just as important to our society as oh, like sure. fancy food is. Sure. And yeah. like, he had people Which is like, a great angle. It wasn't like an angle. Captivated. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, and, and every one of my friends just had these stories of like, oh my God, thank God that dude was there. Like, that was amazing. Like, just these really interesting. He made your wedding. I mean, it was I mean, actually the wedding crash at the wedding. It was amazing. Yeah. We served family style food and he went around and plated a table of 30, like a long Viking table. He fucking ran, ran around like three snorts. Plating. He made tacos. He's like shoving tacos. I was like, we didn't even serve tacos. Where did this tortilla come from, Carl? And he's like shoving a taco in my face. It's nuts. That's awesome. It was so fucking I'm happy today. <laughs> what is Freddie doing? Are we doing this? What is he I don't know. I don't what know is what's going on. I feel like this is oh, a yeah. That was a great speech. No, my speech is I didn't kill Carl. Because everyone's <laughs> like, hey, going on record. Like, honest, right. I got to go in and make a speech. So yeah. I'm going to give you like a, a little bit of a preemptive speech. Yeah. Uh, I didn't kill Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Open with that. Everybody's like wondering how Carl died. I swear my life it wasn't me. Shaggy. <laughs> and I was in Florida. 
You're in Florida, if people are asking. Okay. Okay. As his attorney, I condone this speech entirely. <laughs> Whatever Freddie says. It's his publicist, same thing. <laughs> right. Whatever is left of this soap is going to be good. <laughs> when you trim the fat, when you trim the fat, you're just left with gold, really. Oh, my God. Raise it up. Raise that fat away. Yeah. Get some gold out of this. Yeah. Come on. It's freezing on the sidewalk. Can we get Mario back here to talk about the menu? <laughs> I was with you. I'm like, is he going to just... Is it too soon for an infomercial? <laughs> oh, my God. Where is Vic? Vic is walking away on that. Are you sorry? Like, going to get a shot. Like, yeah, the, the, and La Cubana is open 9 to 5. Yeah. <laughs> Monday through Sunday. There's got to be notes somewhere. No, probably not. Of what? Probably not. A cookbook. A cookbook? Call the name of cookbook. We fucking Cuban cookbooks. Listen, I love calling that. <laughs> and you know, as much as anyone would love him, I love him. And he was the greatest human being in the world. And he was actually the smartest, one of the smartest people, as I've said. Yes. Like an idiot savant. Yeah. Every fucking 10 minutes, he'd come up with something like really smart. And you'd have 50 minutes of retardedness. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how much better that is than most people? Most people have 59 minutes. It's it's better than all of my staff. The reality is, when when Carl came here, he actually showed up with like five Cuban cookbooks. I'm like, oh, give me a fucking break. (laughs) I got the only Cuban who needs a cookbook. (laughs) And then we'd have dinners in the kitchen. Yeah. A lot of dinners. Remember those in oh, the yeah, kitchen? Oh, we ate. Oh my God. We ate well. Thank you, Freddie. Oh, it sucks. I wasn't here for that. I <laughs> no, because loved. he was trying out like I know, dishes. Experiments. No, Carl. No, no, he wasn't. It's that. fucking Cuban fucking food. Bummer. What's yeah. the try out? Oh, he was having ate. fun. Yeah, he was having Everybody's fun. He's bullshitting like, oh, what? Carl was trying out dishes. <laughs> right. He was doing like a different version of rice and fucking yeah. beans. It's fucking Cuban food. Give me a fucking break. He fried a fucking banana. But Fred, you got he was using my kitchen as his horrible. Own fucking this is delicious Cuban food. Yeah. You know how difficult Bite that me. is. Those <laughs> Cuban food. He was using my sucks. kitchen as a social this club. Is great. <laughs> it was Carl Ruiz's wrong. Because Freddie, I gotta He's be honest wrong. with you. I gotta be honest with you. So every day at La Cabana before the restaurant opened, there was a party in the kitchen and right. lots of food were, out, a were being a banana. Lots of food was quote being you know tried out. But to Freddie's point, you know Carl already knew what the menu was gonna be, so he was just having a party. Day right. after day on Freddy's dime. I was right. doing the numbers for you, Fred. How about that? In my head. Thank you, by the way. Give so me his a check. I got numbers. Yeah, I got your back. Yeah, was, give me a check. I, I was like, own. these numbers are getting large. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, man. Fred was going crazy the next day. The next morning, Fred was going crazy. The fucking kitchen was crazy. <laughs> this motherfucker was in the kitchen taking booze from the club, <laughs> like champagne bottles, literally drinking them. Yeah. And he'd be like, next one, he'd be like, oh, you know, bro, you know, shit. My bad. My bad. bad. My bad. No, I'm, oh, my bad. No, it was my delicious. Bad. It was great. You know, I got your back now. Right, don't worry about it. <laughs> my bad could work, right? From time to time? Oh, uh, a couple of times. <laughs> right. A couple of times. Uh, Freddie, he brought, he brought a lot of people, though, with that whole act. No, no. The whole Ruiz thing. I'm never, ever going to make yeah. less of what Carl did. Yeah. But I'm never going to make more of what Carl did. So let's not make Carl into, like, Mother fucking Teresa. Right. He was Carl. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> I kind of know. Yeah, let's not play games here. I mean, Mara can sit here and say, like, oh, I remember how I made rice the first time I met Carl. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fat fucking Cuban. You never made rice. Look at you. <laughs> 
Think about it. <laughs> oh we don't God. need your so rice funny. recipe. There's a lot of people at La Cabana for Carl. We're on the sidewalk uh, trying to make something of this because, because Freddie, your people refuse to turn the music down. Do we? Uh, what's you our can't have that right now. You can't have music on a podcast. That's why we uh, snuck oh, out you here. Not have music in a fucking restaurant. What? No, they they're digging their Biggie Smalls in there. Here's Dean. Dean. I want everyone to understand right, how I met Carl. Yeah. All right, Dean, you cocksucker. Tell him. Well, I told Fred as he was trying to open up a restaurant. He goes, "I need a really good chef." I said, "Listen, not only is this guy fantastic, he'll make you piss your pants every single time you talk to him." Yeah. How did you know Carl? First of all, how did I meet Carl? I met Carl in a drunken stupor in 2001 <laughs> over at uh, Sabor when I was living in Edgewater. Yeah. And next thing you know, he was like, uh, you know, one of those little fish to hang on to the big fish. And we're just drinking and partying every night. We became really good friends with um, the chef owner over at uh, at the steakhouse that was across the street from him. So in essence, we were drinking, and then at three in the morning, we'd have a get together of whoever was with us, and someone would be making food. So, and Dean Bork called to me, and he's like, "You're gonna love this guy." And I actually met this motherfucker, and I was like, hey, "I like him." <laughs> and I gave Freddie a heads up. I said, Fred, be careful. This guy may make you even drink more. He said, that's not possible. I said, wait. Which, by the way, might have been possible. But the, at the end of the day, no matter how crazy Carl was, it doesn't matter. Look at those pictures. Carl was Carl. He was like a human being. Yeah. Like, no matter, that's why we, he wouldn't fight. No one would fight Carl. Because Carl was like, not fightable. Like, fight me, yes. I'm evil. Fight Carl? No. Yeah. Carl was not fightable. You couldn't find something in Carl that you'd want to hurt. Right. Now. And the paradox was Carl was one tough guy. You know, he studied under Royce Gracie back in the day. No, Carl was a pussy. But just <laughs> what? I'm sorry. That, that was also 40 pounds <laughs> less. But Carl was a tough guy. I, I, I first have knowledge of what I saw Carl do to someone. Really? So this is, we're in Hoboken back in the day. And, you know, I may have been a bunch of... Girl Maybe talking to a girl that I shouldn't have been talking to. Yeah. Someone taps me in the shoulder, cold clocks me. Before I could turn around to do anything, Carl has him by the throat. His friend, who's a golden uh, golden glove boxer, is pounding him. Carl's, whatever, trail blood out through the door. Wow. I had never seen Carl pissed. That's the only time I ever saw Carl upset. But let me tell you, Carl was one tough guy. He knew how to fight. No, he didn't. Come on. <laughs> I love, I love this. You know that. You saw the car of 40 pounds later. There was a big difference. Yeah, he was well, a different guy back then. He was a different guy back then, is what you're trying to say. And you've been saying there's been some weird stuff going on. Like, the lights went out in the kitchen uh, when uh, Vic Henley was up there looking at the Carl uh, Shrine that you guys put up with the Kool-Aid and everything. Well, we went down to uh, Miami for his um, funeral and his life celebration, and... You know, I found it odd that he didn't have his glasses on at the funeral. Right. So I made a comment. I was told, you know, Shh, be quiet. Don't embarrass all of us before, you know, you say it out too loud. So on the way back, we get bumped up last minute on the flight. On the flight. Sure enough, we find the exact replica of Carl's glasses on the floor by our seats. That's weird. And it just... Yeah, you showed me the picture when I uh, when I pulled up here, and uh, yeah, that was that's a bit strange, man. I, I had a couple weird things happen. 
what happened? I finally, I finally went to a place that I could find peace, which is the beach, to fish and all. And uh, thank God I'm saying this while Freddie's over there because he'll make fun. But I uh, found some spirituality and I meditate, right? So I was meditating. This was, uh, you know, when I finally could get to the beach and just, just chill and finally take everything in that we all just went through. And as I'm meditating, clear as day on the side of my head, two fingers tap, tap really hard. And it, it got me out of my meditation immediately. I'm like, what the fuck was that? It, 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 it just knocked, it floored me, to be honest with you, because there was no explanation for that. I mean, when you meditate, you don't feel tapping on the side of your head or nothing. But anyway, so then I decided the one thing that could also bring me peace is to go fishing. First cast, this is a little weird, but not as crazy as the tap, tap. But first cast, one minute, uh, the, the hook's in the water, I, I catch a decent sized striped bass, which is really hard to get. And then finally, my fishing partner knows I'm fishing, comes down to the beach. He never brought beers. We always had the beers, and he would take, uh, you know, whatever beers I had in the cooler. Uh, yes, Freddie. Uh, God forbid I finish a story. What happened? Just somehow yeah. put this on hold. Yeah. So I give my fucking speech. Yeah. All right, I'm going to record the speech. That's how we're going to end the podcast. We're going to. It's very touching. Well, I want it to be touching. Hey, what's up, brother? So, uh, so that, to finish, my fishing buddy comes down, with, and, and he brought beers for the first time ever, and, I, and he goes, you want a beer? He was just trying to be there for me, because, you know, we're pretty close. His name's Arnie. And I'm like, thanks, Arnie. It means a lot. You know, we hugged it out. I cried in front of him, all that crap. He goes, you want a beer? I brought beer, which was so strange, because he never brought beer. I go, what do you got? He goes, eh, I don't think you're going to like it. Anyway, I reach my hand in. He has four beers there, and I pull out a Founders. Now, the significance of the Founders, when I first started the podcast with Carl at the Creepy Cabin, episode one, when we uh, started recording that first podcast, he brought out a giant Founders for our first episode of the Open Radio podcast. What are the odds that a guy that never brings beer comes down with four beers and two of them in there were founders. That's, Listen, that's I, just I think th he's messing with us and I love it. I hope his soul's around us the so, rest of our lives. Wait, so you believe in that shit? Signs from uh, Listen, a lot of funny the other things side? have happened in the past two weeks. Like I what else? Explain. I mean, it's just little things that I know it's him. Like, I'm hearing people saying little phrases that only Carl would say. Right. I mean, I can't, it's just yeah. nothing to pinpoint, but it's just the little things. You just feel like his presence is still around. I don't know what I believe. You know, I mean, the tap, tap, the side of my head in the middle of meditation, catching a striped bass that quickly, ah, that could happen, obviously. But then the beer thing with Arnie, it was, I mean, I've known this guy six years. He's never offered me a beer on the beach. And I reach my hand in and I pull out that Founders. Listen, I, what I want to say is, yeah. like I said, I go so back. So we, we talked a lot. I appreciate everything you did for me. Because at the end of the day, I, I know how much he cared for yeah. you and how much that you care for him. And that's all. I, yeah, we were close, day, man. This is great. I, I just hope when we all go that we have so many people to say so many kind things for all of us. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people in there. A few scary ones, though, There's a bro. A few scary ones, and I understand the dive bar mentality that he loved, but that's regardless. <laughs> okay, you know, is. doors are open for everybody doors today. Open for everyone that loved him, that's all that matters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Mike, you believe in signs from uh, the other side after people die? You no, know, I, I never did. I never had a loss, and then when my dad died, yeah, I came home one day, and you know, I was going back and forth to my my mom's house down the shore, and I'm not into that whole, you know, I, I see signs, I see anything, and I was home alone. And I just said, like, I was pissed. I'm like, Dad, what the fuck, man? Like, how do you do that? And the same thing with the lights went off for a second, went right back on. And I'm like, wow. that was it. I'm like, 
know, I don't ask for signs from dreams, but the lights went off. And the lights thing, Julie is really big into that. And they say the lights, the easiest thing for the dead to be able to communicate with you with. They say it's very easy for them to do that. But why is it just a little touch? He can't hug you. If he can turn the lights off, he can give you a hug. What are you talking about? You know, every, everything's about Carl. I got to tell you one thing, because I know you were broken up. When you called me that day, it was horrible. Um, two things I want to say about Carl. One is that he truly lived by the motto. He would treat the CEO the same way he would treat the janitor. You went out to eat with him. He didn't care if you were an A-list celebrity or a fan who was just walking by. He would cut the prime rib for you, and he would eat last. And he'd put a little horseradish, everything to make it perfect, and then he'd watch you eat. Yeah. And he didn't care if you were. It was a time where Billy Corbin was there. Hold on, Billy, no. He gave a fan walked by and he treated everyone the same. Yeah. Which I loved. And the other thing I, I gotta tell I texted you the story. You podcasted. We are Gep Hearts. And uh, afterwards everyone leaves and he tells me, Hey, can you take a ride with me? We're gonna go downtown. I said, Yeah. And I look at his phone, he has like twenty two missed calls and like thirty text messages. And he's like, Bro, I'm in trouble. I'm like, why? He goes, uh, certain investors have been looking at me for three hours and there's some, you know, good investors here. And I go, uh, what the hell? I mean, what the hell, Carl? Why don't you fly down there? This is your business. This is your life. And he said to me, he goes, uh, he's like, Mikey, he's like, I love Opie, man. I, I'm like, yeah, but dude, this is your fucking, this is your, your comeback. This is your, you climb back the mountain. He's like, hey, I'd rather eat crumbs with bums than steaks with snakes. He goes, and Opie's always been loyal to me. I don't care about that business. Friendship is worth more. I'm like, this guy was willing to truly not give up La Cabana, but get people pissed off just to do a podcast. Right. And he fucking loved you. That was awesome. Uh, Jeff Fader from Fader Knives. You're kind of a, like a mini celebrity on the podcast. You hung out with Carl a lot, man. Yeah, it was it was a strange thing. You know, I I, I learned about Carl from you. I've been listening to you for twenty some odd years. Yeah. And, uh, he reached out to me uh, because he liked my knives and he wanted something crazy, and I made him something crazy. Right. I made him like a pirate knife. Yeah. It was, you know, it's an awesome. It was, awesome at first, knife. we thought it was gonna be it was gonna, it was just a joke. Right. But then he kind of embodied it. Well, what what's cool about uh, you and Carl? So for my birthday, I was having a, a, an awesome birthday, and and Carl calls up to you know wish me a happy birthday. Yeah. I'm like, hey man, thanks. All of a sudden he goes, where are you? And I go, I'm just at home. He goes, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And it was always like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Because yeah. he's the type of guy that always showed up. Yeah. And uh, we go to get parts. We're just having beers and hot dogs. We're not even podcasting. A lot of times we would just hang out and not podcast. Yeah. And uh, even though it killed me because some of his stories that he would tell me, I'm like, fuck, why don't I have my podcast yeah. equipment? But anyway, then he was so proud to pull out one of your knives right. to give me for my birthday. Well, and I cherished that knife. And it used to drive him nuts because I'm like, it's too nice to use. I'm not going to use yeah, it. Yeah, you should for sure use it. I mean, I I'm, I I started out making knives for people to use. Like I yeah. wanted it for they weren't for chefs. They right. were for home cooks. Yeah. And I felt like you know these are things that are not to be cherished or to be used. Yeah. You're the knife guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I robbed your knife. I gave it back to you, by the way. You did. Yeah, you scared me on a text message because I'm like, hey, that was my knife. And he goes, relax, fucker, Actually, I'll give it back. I got a history with Freddie and I met each other like 20 something years ago. When we were working for Charlie, when I was working for Charlie. Oh, you work for Charlie? Yeah. Just so you know, after seven years, I don't give a fuck. That's fine. I'm with you. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I saved fucking Mars fucking balls at the though <laughs> with those contractors. He brought me to a meeting at on yeah. 9th Avenue. It was and the contractor, those two fucking little dweeby Italian kids, I forgot their name, were building a hotel for him. And they banged them out on change orders. And Morris called me, he's like, uh, are these guys? I'm like, all right, they'll bring them. We'll fucking have a, we'll sit down. They came to and 
and the two fucking douchebags showed up. <laughs> and they sat there. I'm like, listen, Morris is my friend, and and you like you gave him a change order for like six hundred thousand. But you don't understand, we're gonna, like, we have a lean, like, listen, let me explain something to you. You'll never get your fucking money, ever. How about that? How about that? I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> so, I, I, I guess, I, I, Well, I, why are you bringing like, it up then? Well, they right. just happened, you just putting me in. The guy I remember 20 years ago that scared the shit out of me, and now I'm sitting in front of him, and you have a mic in front of me, and I gotta, I gotta tell him I'm like, all right. Here's the deal. It's morning night, but not last night. You think you he owes you six hundred thousand? Great. I told my driver, go in the trunk, get a box. I literally, I said, like, here's here's six hundred thousand. It was like eight hundred thousand back in the day. I'm like, here's the, here's the money right here. Here's the deal. You will go fuck yourself. You're not gonna get this money. Now you need to get the fuck out of here. Why do you corroborate any of these stories? I, I'm, I'm terrified, honestly, but at the same time, I I know where he's coming from. I know where he's coming from. I don't speak ended, English. Yeah. Yeah. It ended yeah, well, yeah, yeah. by the way. It ended well. Oh, hey, everyone was happy. Yeah, it, ended, it ended well. I guess the party came outside because it's getting louder and louder. We tried to go away from everybody. Everyone came outside here. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a ton of people here for Carl, so. Uh, where, where, hey, Matt, where are you, brother? Matt Farah. Oh, what happened? Oh, my Yo, God. You know, I went away for like 20 minutes. What happened? Uh, you were smart to leave for Did 20 minutes. You won't Do be I now have plausible deniability? Yes, you won't be a witness. Statute <laughs> of limitations is over. Yeah, I understand. Freddie, I get it. Shit. Seven years. Oh, 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 Robert, help me. Robert from West... Uh, Littlefoot. Uh, oh, that's you? I'm Littlefoot. Oh, shit. Matt Farrah, nice to meet hey, you. Hey, nice How to meet you? you. What's going on? What's so you started at Gebhardt's and you made that your one, way That was great. perfect. No, that was oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, this one is... Well, here's the, a bit of a here's the tin of edibles that Matt brought that is now... <laughs> I don't even know how to open you this thing. To, I have to be honest. So this had 20 25 milligram uh, gummies in it. All right, now, kids, I'm looking at a, an empty tin. Well, I'm looking... For the record, I only ate five milligrams. And if you've heard the stories, I had nothing. Right. Well, no, th this is the best part. So he opens it to maybe offer us a little a little taste, nothing crazy for the podcast and right. everything, right? So he opens it up, and because it was in a hot car for a few days, all 25, did you say? 20, it's melted into a jello shot. <laughs> and so we brought the Swiss awesome. Army knife out and we were slicing them off. Slicing them off, and then. Okay, you're dosing. It's better than that. We were mic microdosing. But, but, but it, was micro like, it was like microdosing, but it was macrodosing. Yeah. It was the opposite of microdosing. And Vic Henley, we think, ate half the. The tin himself. I mean, but he's yeah. vertical and he's conscious. Just able to say "roll tide" and I didn't get punched. Oh, right. Vic's <laughs> <laughs> got a big old smile. Oh yeah, smile. he does. So then we came to La Cabana. They're like, you could podcast inside. We'll turn the music off, right? Then they they're cranking Biggie Smalls to begin with, and the DJ's getting mad because he was told he has to turn off the music, so he turns it up louder. Then the front door opens, and it's real past the, the only way I could explain how many convicts are in there right now. <laughs> There's, Carl knew I mean, a lot honestly, of different people. I'm starting to figure out honestly, here. I think I feel like there's about to be a meeting in there or something. <laughs> like, is there a PO here that's like that's like re representative? Like, because I don't think these people are allowed yeah. to actually yeah. talk to each other. So then they refuse to turn the music off. So then we drag the whole podcast out outside on the street. It's it's freezing. It's windy. Then they wouldn't turn the music off out here. <laughs> so what I'm also hearing is. 
with uh, I couldn't get out of the media meeting that I had with Sabian ahead of time yeah. because he would have just he would have been shot in the back of the head by now. Yeah. Now listen, we're, what we're focusing on are the negatives. Let's focus on the positive. Right? <laughs> There's some good stuff in this. The positives are open bar for one. Okay. Open bar is good. Yeah. Matty Rock brought a giant backpack full of cigars. Yes. Everyone Carl has ever interacted with in his entire life, ridiculously positive person in every way. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. And also, a few people have confessed to crimes on the, on the show. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh, the seven years is up. That's what I learned today. Why worry and if seven years have gone by? A lawyer to come through. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm sure there are four inside. <laughs> This is a, a different memorial than the ones we did at Get Parts. Let's just put it that way. Oh my God! We needed a different thing. Oh really? Look at hey Vic. Vic's over there. Vic's in a t-shirt. <laughs> it's cold and he's he's warm. Just just your observations on how crazy this night has been. It's not cold at all. It's freezing. <laughs> I'm layered. First of all, oh, you're sweaty. layered, all right. I'm not. I'm not pinned now yet. <laughs> Fifty mg's keep you warm, son. That's a song. Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You, you just, now, don't. No, no. You're gonna ruin it. You're gonna ruin it. You, just, you had the first line to stop. That Can was, we kill this? Uh, let's kill this what's show. the song? Fifty mg's if you warm, son. I hated to fucking reduce myself to that. I liked it. I think they're going to do the speech. Uh, all right. We, we have to go inside because yeah. Freddie's going to give a speech okay. for Carl, all right? And I want to try to get I'm it on tape. What's up, Tim Sabian? How you doing, brother? I'm How you doing, doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Doing all right. It's good to see you here. It's good to be here. It's good to be seen. There's a lot of crazy people oh in God. there right now. Oh, my now. God. I just, I just love it. This is like Carl's quilt of... You know, like uniqueness. A lot of walks of life in there. Oh my God, the oh. best, the absolute best. It's like I've known all these. I haven't met half these people, but I just met some of them. Yeah. And I've like I've known them all my life because of Carl. Of course, that's yeah. that's what he did for people. Robert, holy crap! Holy crap, Opie, this is incredible. <laughs> it's just good to see Robert back in men's clothing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right, I think Is we're going. In, are we going inside for Freddie's uh, speech there, Vic? I'm deciding. <laughs> I don't think he's going to start pointing at us and wanting us to say things. But if he does, I don't really want to say anything. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. That's I'm, I'm, if you're, I'm only reticent because I don't want to be called upon. Right, right. And I don't think he would. Because I told him already. I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah, we did it. No, yeah, we did it. We've already. There's no. Yeah, and Freddie uh, did a good job roasting him today. So. Oh, he was wonderful. <laughs> he was wonderful. He's hilarious. Wait till we tell you the story about when, because I cleared it that I could tell the story about where um, he was in like the Motel 6 with a chair against the door holding the knife because he booked the wrong hotel room. <laughs> that was Freddie. Yes. He was in a bad part of town. And he, he refused. He just refused to give up. Yeah. Because he, he knew he was only there for like seven hours. Right. And his wife's like, I got you at the Ritz Carlton, just go. And he's like, no. And he just, he backed up, and he took the chair from behind the little crappy desk and backed up, stole the knife from the kitchen of the restaurant. He just sat at the front door the whole night? And, and, and went back to the hotel room, put, propped the chair under the knob, yeah. and sat with his back to it, holding the knife for the three or four hours before he had to get up and go to the airport. So I'd just like to say, we're across the street from La Cabana in this new Chelsea Market food court just opened, and the spirit of Ruizing is happening literally right across from us, because there is a couple who, if you've ever seen European Vacation, I'm pretty sure they're going to fuck right there. 
Well, now they're eating. But before, while you were talking to Vic, yeah, they were like hands all over each other. Really? Which means the spirit of Carl is like, buddy, you got to do it. You got to right do it there. right there. Well, yeah, we, we got to record that <laughs> for Carl. <laughs> we got to record that for, for Carl. Carl. Exactly. All right, let's go in. We gotta get we gotta get Freddie's uh, speech. Opie, I just want to tell you, Carl has seven girlfriends here right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna take one in the bathroom. Go ahead. Huh? 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 Okay. All right. I'm bringing up the speech. <laughs> Hang on, everybody. <laughs> there she goes. I'm Nico. I'm the French guy working in a Cuban restaurant. That's me. So we just wanted to, first of all, um, thank you guys so much for coming out um, tonight to celebrate Carlito um, and his life. Yes. Yes. Can we give it up? I'm passing the mic to Fred. There's only two things I have to say. One, I didn't kill Carl. <laughs> he was with me. He was with me that day. He was in Maryland. I would think I was in Jersey. So there's no chance that happened. Right? That's right. That's correct. That's right. That's correct. 100%. That's correct. Oh, no. We're all nodding yes, Fred. Okay, we're yes. Yes. This isn't about Carl. It's about you. All of you. It's okay. You made this. That miserable, (laughs) short, (laughs) horrible human being. (laughs) He brought all of you retards together. Look around this room. It's like the island of misfits. <laughs> From Rudolph the Red Dome Reigns here. It's retarded. Only Carl could do this. Oh, by the way, where's Mario? Where is Mario? Shabby! Where's the Jim Beam? Where's the Jim Mario's the new yeah. chef. La Cabana. We work with Carl up here. Thank God Carl left Mario the recipe for rice and fucking beans. Right. That's right. That's right. So we will move on past Carl. Truth of the matter is, he actually loved every one of you. Crazy. Truth of the matter is, he fucking knew so much more than everybody in this fucking room. Yeah, not really. Truth of the, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He knew By to way, get all these fucking people together. He knew to fucking introduce all of I'm us with our stupid stories. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He Another fucking problem. To get us all to know our fucking stories together. And to introduce all of us from different fucking places of the world, different walks of life. Some like food. Some fucking like cigars. Some like fucking bourbon. Some like fucking fucking. And he fucking introduced all of us together. And now we're in a fucking room with nothing but fucking love. And that's and what I'm he left. Stuck with this that's shit what we got. <laughs> Thank you got very much. Love. Just so you know, it's you wonderful. The one thing about Carl that actually no one understood, he was like, a, I always told him, everyone who actually spent time with me, he was an idiot savant. 
every 60 minutes, Carl would say 10 minutes of something incredibly smart. And then there'd be 50 minutes of retardedness. <laughs> it's amazing. It was amazing, right or wrong. You know, before he fucking died on me, that was the truth. That's what he did. It was amazing. He was the stupidest, smartest person I ever met in my life. And the truth of the matter is, you all here look around you. It's an amazing group of retards. I never saw a bunch. I, none of you would ever come to my house for dinner. I've never saw. Just you know, I've never seen one person bring together so many different people. All fucking loved him. Truth of the matter is, he loved all of you. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Honestly, he was probably retarded, uh, I'm guessing. But he actually cared for every single person he ever met. Which is why, two years ago, yeah. I was like, Brian, this guy is fucking crazy. <laughs> we love him. Like, Right. Yeah, we love right. him. He's yeah, crazy. He fits right homes. in. Yeah, it's like, all right, he's crazy. He's one of us. Perfect. Right Let's open a restaurant. Right We're misfits. Yes. Yeah. His legacy, if he had a legacy, I think his legacy isn't a legacy. His legacy is him. Right? It's him. He lived. He enjoyed life. No one, he never made an excuse for what he did ever. By the way, he should have sometimes. <laughs> he never made an excuse. He was always calm. And truth of my words, we're all going to miss him. The reality is, you couldn't find a better person. And look around you. Every one of you liked him, loved him, hated him. I might be the one to hate him, but every one of you had a relationship with him for different reasons. How does one short, ugly, by the way, this motherfucker is ugly. In all fairness, let's just tell the truth. He's dead now. He was ugly, and he wore the worst fucking clothes. Right? He's a fashion blogger. Seriously, with the slippers? Give me a fucking. You did. You did get the ladies. Yeah, I mean, come on. All right, I'm not gonna say anything about the ladies you got. Because, you know. Okay, yeah, leave that out. Leave that out. Leave that out. Leave that out. I have a. We have a cat at the farm, and once in a while, it gets a mice and it eats it and drags it into. It, they, he gets the ladies. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I'm not sure what those slippers were about. That's fine. Anyway, we all love Carl. Every person in this room had a connection with him somehow, some way. Truth in the matter is, he left too soon. Way too soon. But... He left all of everyone in this room. And this stupid little fucking short Cuban left stories that will last more than any one of us are going to be alive. How's that? I got stories I can't talk about. Oh, and by the way, his recipe for rice and beans wasn't that good. Just, you know, he left us with smiles. He left us with love. He actually... 
even tried to tell us that Vic Henley and Sherrod was funny. <laughs> I'm not even like a fan of comedians, but Sherrod was like, where are you, Sherrod? <laughs> First time I met Sherrod on the rooftop at SDK, what fucking call he hit on my wife. Remember that, Sherrod? That is, that is accurate. Yes, that's accurate. By the way, and the good news is Sherrod's still here. But Carl loved every single person, and truth to matters, we'll love Carl. Absolutely. Absolutely. I fucking absolutely want to say something. I fucking want to say thank you to Fred, thank you to Brian, thank you to Nico, thank you to Dino, thank you to Fernando, thank you to fucking Tiffany. Fucking Sherrod. Sherrod smoked cigar weed. Thank you to Raul, thank you to Sherrod, thank you to Opie. Where's Greg? Greg? Thank you to all these fucking people. Um... I've known fucking Carl for a long fucking time, and I'm never gonna forget because I still fucking know Carl. I'm fucking Cuban and Puerto Rican, and I'm not gonna forget where I came from. I don't give a fuck what goes on, okay? I'm from Union City, fucking New Jersey, the largest Cuban population in the Northeast, and Calito Brigante Arbeto Ruiz is from the same fucking place. And there's nothing but love for everybody in this room, there's nothing but love in all the food that we're going to make here. There's nothing but love inside of these walls. And I'm very, very grateful for everybody to come out. Give yourselves a round of applause. Woo! Listen, he brought all of us together, and we're fucking together forever, whether you like it or not. Everybody who hit me up on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, I'm going to call on you. And we're going to keep, we're going to keep Ruizing for the rest of our fucking lives. It's not going to fucking stop. The shit doesn't stop here. He started something that will never fucking stop. His recipes will never stop. They'll never end. The things that he did that brought us together, they're never going to end. And all I want to do is say, DJ Frankie G, cue that motherfucking song. Because my motherfucker does not do speeches. My motherfucking dances. So let me get everybody on the dance Everybody come over here, Mark. I need a motherfucking dancing group. That's how my boy rolls. Like a motherfucking G. Like a motherfucking G. I don't know. <laughs> that was a speech, huh? <laughs> that was amazing. Whoa, what wow. did we just witness? I have no idea. That was crazy, right? That was some crazy shit. Here, come <laughs> over here, Matt Farah, for the smoking tire. This is an episode that I won't forget anytime soon, because what a clusterfuck that I think was entertaining is all out. I mean, is it me, or did Freddie say the same four minutes three times in a row? <laughs> <laughs> I think 
he did the same four minutes. Well, he was <laughs> choked triplicate. up. He was, you know, he's yeah. sad. You know, it's a sad day. It's a weird day. Yeah, no, but he also kind of shit on Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you do that when you're roasting him, right? Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know how I feel. How do you? What do you feel like right now? I, I think Carl would have loved it. I, I, I like seeing Mario drinking a handle of Jim Beam. What he's supposed to be working? <laughs> he's supposed to be cooking. He's right now. Up in the in the kitchen. It's a little wild right now. A little strange, man. But I think Carl would have liked it. I I would suggest that uh, you know this is like the third uh, Remember Carl episode I've done. So I, I think you got to look at the, all the episodes to really get a flavor of what Carl was all about. You can't because even... if you only listen to this episode, it sounds like Carl was just a piece of shit. No, there's like, there's just, there's no, the problem is he was like too big to encapsulate, right? So you just, we keep trying in different ways, right? Okay, like, now we're going to talk about Carl with these people at this place. And because all these people knew him in these like different ways. And so like, (laughs) I'm trying to shield you, the mic here. So (laughs) it doesn't matter. It probably doesn't do shit. I don't know. But like, it's hard. I understand why we we could probably do fucking 10 episodes on Carl and not get tired of it. Yeah. But like. Freddy's fucking kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> this was the crazy episode. This is some this wild This is the crazy shit. one. It, may, it really makes the Gebhardt's one seem fucking tame as hell, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I, I feel embarrassed. <laughs> fucking I feel crazy. embarrassed I didn't shit on Carl enough. What's going on right now? I took Should one little on shot and I felt guilty for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. do, do you understand? I've been trying to get Freddy on, uh, on the podcast well, for over a year. Yeah, and no. finally it all came out today. Nick, you your thoughts? You're never going to see a bad guy like this again. <laughs> He's an actual Goodfellas character. Wow. He's like, and now he's dead, and there's nothing we can do about it. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's, he's gone. Right. So the little guy's gone. Right. And, uh, what do you think? Would Carl have liked this? Because it sounds like, uh, you know, everyone's Carl just shitting think, on Carl. I think Carl would have loved every I think so, too, to and be the honest. Same with that Paula Dean shit. Like, you think he would have been upset by that? I just don't oh, like Paula Dean. Paula Dean. I missed it. So what Paula happened? Dean made like some really like hacky joke, like the restaurant business apparently kills people or something, right? Carl would have loved it. Sucks. People, people, got, oh, she does, but people got like all offended. Like Carl would have thought that was funny, you know? Like I, Carl, I was offended because I just hate her. Well, she's a so, hacky, it's a hacky and re- joke. And then, sucks, Nick, and then Nick know. explained. I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. I think Carl would have uh, laughed at that, but I still hate Paula but Dean. But also, he kept his name in another 24 hour news cycle. You know, it was. He probably would have liked Paula Dean shitting on him, even if it yeah, was a of bad course. joke. Of I, course, I admit that. Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you think of Freddie's speech? <laughs> Oh, you're gonna hold back those, now? Those comments that you can make that like there is literally is no statute of limitations on them. Right. It was dark, but yeah. I guess you know we're in a dark, dark place. It was a bit dark, but he also shed some tears up there, which made no, it a little, it was, uh, a little it strange. Was, I'm sure it was cathartic for him. Because well, it's weird because he opened with the tears and then he fucking went into the shitting on him part. I thought it would go the other way around, yeah. kind of. <laughs> Listen. I think the the thing about Freddie is that it was it was like a father son relationship with him in many ways because can you imagine having to run a business with Carl like we loved him as friends but yeah. you know what it was like to get that two in the morning phone call like what's yeah. the, what's what's the uh, what's my email password it's like Carl yeah. oh, the fuck do I know what your email password is where are you I don't know why would he think his friends had his email pet. I, I got that a couple times. That's but, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, why, you know why what would it, I you know? know? And, and you know what it, they probably all were? It was probably Ruizing. It was probably literally probably, every yeah, right, 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 right. No, it's Ruizing 2 account. now. It's yeah. Ruizing 2. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I think work, a work relationship, you, you might be a little contentious. <laughs> 
little no, bit. No, but it's also, it's more than work. When you're a restaurateur and a chef, that, that connection is, it's intense. You are together going out to eat, developing menus, eating many things, like just going through like 10 different versions of empanadas, you know, battling back and forth. Look, the two guys with strong opinions, right? And, you know, it was obviously, it's a tough, opening a restaurant in this day and age is a tough business. I really got it's the so idea stressful. Freddy's an easy guy to work for. That was the vibe I got from that. Well, you know what? Freddie, to his credit, would go with it. You know, there was par- there was a party every night in the kitchen a month before this place opened, and there was and and there was a lot of money being spent. Right, right, Nick. A lot of Freddie's money being spent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, listen, he put a lot of money into this place. I yeah. mean, this if you look, a meatpacking district restaurant is a lot of rent. Right. You know, and then there's construction, and then you know. Well, the number he told me was fucking horrifying. I'm not going to repeat it, but what, the, the number, the, the amount of money that it took to build, oh, and to build, and then the, the, it was just the absolutely fucking horrifying. Yeah. So. You think Carl enjoyed it? It seemed like he was enjoying it I when we would, like you know, pop into the kitchen and hang with him. It's it's like asking a shark if he enjoys feeding. Like that's what Carl does. He yeah, was a yeah. restaurant. He was a chef. Right. He opened restaurants. Even through all that stress, that's what I was getting. Well, at. but he was also he was a guy that would open restaurants for you. Like he did it numerous times. He yeah. wasn't the kind of guy that would stick it out and be the guy ten years in the same place cooking the same sauce. That wasn't what he liked doing. Like he liked the the rush, the joy, that kinetic activity, that like that mosh pit of opening a restaurant. It's intense. Uh, what do so, you think of Freddie's speech? <laughs> <laughs> well, he threw me and Sherrod under the bus right off the bat, even though he field-tested his jokes out here in front of us before he went in there and did them. <laughs> he completely did. He, asked, he looked at me. He was like, where's Sherrod? I want to find out if this is funny. <laughs> and then he said some of it, and then we went over there and told him a couple of things and, like, shortened that. And, just the back <laughs> right. and then he goes, and he just threw us under the bus completely. Like, yeah, I saw that. If it wasn't good, it's our fault. Right. And so Sherrod's in there DJing and rapping and talking. Everything's yeah. fine. Everything is good now. So I had a, I had a really weird thing happen. I was, you know, how like YouTube th- sends up things to you. So I'd watched I watched Matt's show with the watches, which, by the way, awesome, awesome. The Rolex one, yes. and then history the one, the history of Rolex, and then Carl ruins everything is about the shorthand. I love that. Carl like, ruins everything is the best, possibly the best hour of radio I've ever recorded. It's so good. It was, and it was all because of him. It had nothing to do with me. So I watched <laughs> I watched the road trip you took to Rochester or yeah, wherever, yeah, yeah. right? A video of Carl came up that must have been 10 years ago. Mate, I'm not even kidding you. I, I was crying. It was him with the kids. The kids were four or five years old. He's making pizza at what looked like... Oh, I've seen that. It one. looked like Marie's had just opened. Like, not, it was, maybe it was oh, not even oh, open. Yeah. Carl is, like, young, plump, right? He's got the goatee. <laughs> he's like, really, he's plump. In, he's, <laughs> he's being a sweetie. He had, that, he had that baby fat, not that grizzle. Oh, what being, a great word. <laughs> Just in his car. Speaking of plump, look. <laughs> Tim, Tim jammed into that members-only jacket. Oh he needs a couple right. of X's on no. that size, right? What is he doing? It's his gold jacket. So it's you know, his gold. It's his gold. G-O-A-L. You know how they have like... He looks like the Michelin Man. He's trying to lose into that. It's there's, an extra, there's an extra size that, that he's missing. Sense. It's XL, double XL, and barbecue. He needs barbecue. <laughs> It's a so, so this video, really oh my, it's so weird. Oh, it's like, really sweet, it is. but it, and it's on the. It must be his own channel. It's just, it just says Carl Ruiz is literally the only thing that is on that channel. It's him making pizza with the kids, wow. and it's like nine minutes. And Marie must be holding it because the camera goes sideways halfway Obviously, through it. Like that's when her wig shifted. <laughs> you leaving, Tim? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm. Heading. What do you think of Freddie's speech? Uh, being oh a radio guy, it was. Uh, 
It was it was tough to hear. It was, but it was real. It was good. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> real good. It was real good. Diplomat. I'm gonna make sure he gets to where he's going. Where's he going? He'll be number two if I don't get him to a train. Is he hammered? I don't know what the I don't know what the metaphor is, but yes. Look at the way he's, he's walking the way he did in Philadelphia. He always walks like he has a wedgie. Always. No, he's gonna walk on the, he's gonna walk on the Ninth Avenue and he's gonna get hit by a car. All right, go get him, little foot. All right, little foot's out. What were you saying? He said you never described him as Brian Dennehy with a wedgie before. <laughs> he walks like he has a wedgie. He, he look. He looks like a deployed airbag. <laughs> This is all coming together nicely. So no, let me let me combine all these jokes. So I believe it's uh, I believe it's Carl. Uh, it's a uh, no, Sa- no. no, it's Sally Jesse Raphael glasses yes. on a deployed airbag. <laughs> which CSR? Which, <laughs> no, Brian you. Fu- Thanks, see you. Fucking oh, Brian. What did I do? I fucked it all. Yeah, that's all good. It don't matter at this if point. I had one less drink, I would have done better at that joke. Yeah. Oh my god. I believe in you. You believed me when I gave you 50 milligrams. All right, I guess we just uh, end this like this, I yeah, guess. Yeah, let's go to the car club and drink in a more casual environment. Okay. One of the crazy women's in there. Really? And, yeah, and I'm so, I'm trying to weave around and say goodbye to everybody and then get out of here. But one of the ones that probably would not be welcome here. So be- here. And before the others start stinking her, I am getting my ass out of here. How great it would it be if all of them fought? But they, oh, How, oh! You would love that. Well, two or three of no, because it, that's not impossible. Because only one or two believe I'm the one. The rest of them know, hey, because he'd go. Uh, I'm, so I'm Monday. Is there Tuesday? The rest there. of them are like, did we sleep together? Yeah. <laughs> and they go, well, there's Tuesday, there's Wednesday, there's Thursday. I'm single. I'm going through a divorce. He was very honest. He's like, hey, I ain't doing anything. I'm clean. I'm safe. Yeah, I might go home with you. I might go home. I might go with somebody tomorrow. Who knows what's going on? Either way, Papaya King's in the car. Correct. <laughs> We're having hot dogs. Do you like hot dogs? There will be sausage, and it ain't mine. <laughs> one, of his, one of his pickup lines, do you like hot dogs? Who, who does that? But there's, that but, is awesome. No, but there's well, guarantees you at least a, something between a three and a four, right? Like the... I'm going to tell you, it's, but that's, that's she keeps drifting over. She's like, oh, hey, 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 uh, I'm going home. Like, crazy. <laughs> uh, why don't we uh, wrap this up? Outside La Cubana, freezing our asses off. Uh, and it's very windy. The only one that's not cold is Vic because he did half a tin of edibles uh, earlier tonight. Right, Matt? Yeah. I want to thank Matt for really helping me try to shape this into something today. I don't know what I did, but I did something. Yeah, Matt Farr from uh, the Smoking Tire. Thank you, brother. Nick Solaris. Oh, who's got a, 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 a meat Brand show. Yes, and the What's first the episode was awesome. Oh, thank you very yeah, much. It was oh, really good. No, no that's it was really good. he went to his wheelhouse. No, which, explain it, well, If you're going to start one, you start in your wheelhouse, and it's his tribute. It's my, it's, it's my uh, baseline, right? That's like my gold standard is a Smith & Walensky prime rib. I'm always trying to get a better thing to eat than that. So start there, right? Like... If you do a car show, you drive your favorite car, and then you try to beat that. There you go. I like that. So what's the the show called, and uh, where do they they, uh, go to see it? The show's called Meat Life. It's on YouTube. It's a YouTube channel called Meat Life. Perfect. And uh, subscribe. New new episodes every Thursday. All right. Why don't we get out of here, man? Thanks uh, to everybody. Yeah. I guess we'll just end with a, a dud. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that your career at this point? Like, Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could get any worse than than tonight, which is we're freezing our asses off on a fucking I'm sidewalk in the wind. Because you did all the edibles. <laughs> <laughs>
right? That strangely just appeared in this state out of nowhere. I don't even know how they got here. <laughs> Did he? Oh, yo, the shirts, dude. Oh, yeah. Blipshift.com slash Ruiz. Nice. B-L-I-P-S-H-I-F-T dot com slash Ruiz. I made an awesome shirt on the front. It's a great rendering of Carl with the G-Shock holding a slice of pizza. Pinkies up. On the back, it says, don't trust your own taste. Chances are you have none, which is one of the fav- my favorite things Carl have ever said. We're selling these things, and all of the money is going to the scholarship uh, for aspiring chefs that Freddie and Nico and the guys at La Cubana are setting up. Yeah, as soon as that is set up properly. Yeah, allegedly <laughs> it will be set up. Is if it's not set up, we're we'll all give the money out. to a fucking animal shelter. <laughs> of course. You know, Carl we're had a, had a hundred cat shirts. Like, if this shit doesn't go down, I'm gonna give the money to an animal shelter for kittens because I've already done that. But Be- between me and you, I know you're you know you're a good guy and you'll do the right thing. Hold on to your money for a little Hold while. Hold on to that. Okay. Well, and worst we'll figure, ca- we'll figure it out. Worst down the case road. scenario, we're gonna give some kittens some homes <laughs> right. if the chef doesn't happen. But I'm not keeping the goddamn no, money. No, I know you're not. I'm just saying you might want to just hold no, on to it. Uh, we will. Can. And the shirt is cool. Check as out fuck. a few things. I've been wearing. No, it. the shirt is awesome. Yeah. I, I want my own. So yeah. I'll send you one. Uh, Mike Sappho. Anything else? Nothing else. It was just a great person. You know, people talking about being a chef. People underestimate how amazing he was on the podcast, how he had chemistry with everyone. He had Bill Burr fucking laughing when he came in. That's right. You know, stuff like that. He'd have everyone laugh. He had Billy Corbin. No, Bill on his way out goes, man, oh, that guy's fucking funny. He was just funny. He was just a great person. Bill Bill wouldn't offer that up too many times. That's a good compliment from Bill Burr. Bill Burr calls you funny. You're fucking funny. It was it was just fun. No matter what, if it, you eating a prime rib steak or a Jolly Bee fast food, he took pride in it. He took pride in friendship and loyalty, and he was a person you can truly look up to. He really was. You gotta have a good watch, Carl. You gotta have a good watch. You never know when the rug's gonna come out from under you. You gotta have a, a mattress, a TV, and a security deposit on an apartment. Yeah, <laughs> a, a watch that is worth that much where you get those things. All right, guys, we're just babbling. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you. <laughs>